It's time for 5 o'clock Tales with Ben Willis. It's 5 o'clock on a Friday, and it's Ben Willis back with you once again for another edition of 5 O'Clock Tales on Hannah Radio, talking some bar talk and drink history and some other little facts you might not have known about some of these uh, favorite drinks that we uh, sit back and enjoy as we reach the weekend. And coming into this weekend, uh, as I look around me, (laughs) not right now, but over the last week, I thought, well, you know what? Uh, one of the things we haven't really touched on is one of these classic highballs that has had a far-reaching effect on a lot of other drinks and, in some ways, international history, when you come to think about it. Uh, what we would call a rum and coke and what in Cuba we would call a Cuba Libre in most cases. Yeah, we're talking about rum and Coca-Cola and, in some cases, a little bit of lime. goes all the way back to the end of the Spanish-American War, in fact. In the early 1900s, of course, uh, as part of the treaties and the acquisitions that the U.S. had made during the Spanish-American War, they did get a foothold on the island of Cuba in the form of Guantanamo Bay, which was originally established uh, as a refueling station back when you you could only go so far by steamship before you had to load up on some more coal and such. So with the arrival of Americans came the import to the Caribbean in general and to Cuba specifically, soft drinks such as Coca-Cola, which surprisingly also have their roots in a lot of their ingredients in the Caribbean anyway. And the locals and the Americans together uh, developed this combination of the island rum and the northern cola and added a little bit of lime to it, and this eventually became known to the locals as a Cuba Libre. In other words, free Cuba, which was the cry during the early 20th century. This became almost the national drink for a time of Cuba, just because it was so easy to get a hold of. Uh, You had all this cola, several kinds, in fact, at first, but they had all this rum that was available as well. So it was a very accessible drink. Build it in the glass, a couple ounces of rum, usually a light rum, a, a fresh rum, and four to six ounces of cola, usually Coca-Cola, and maybe a squeeze of lime on top of that, just for that little bit of citrus flavor to add. Now, this was all well and good uh, up until the embargo in 1960. Uh, of course, the Cuban embargo made it very difficult, if not impossible, to import Coca-Cola, A, into Cuba, and B, to export Cuban rum. So, since about 1960, if you're in Cuba, or outside of Cuba, it has been nigh impossible to get a legitimate Cuba Libre put together anyway. But you can get very close. Because based on the the concept of rum and Coca-Cola, you can make a lot of variations on that based on swapping out your base rum or your base soda or adding some things to it. So, of course, Coca-Cola would be the original. But back in the day, you also had Pepsi-Cola originally. Now, Pepsi kind of fell out of the market in the mid-early 20th century, but in, and they've never really quite made the jump back into being a mixer in the same way that Coca-Cola has. So, rubbing Coca-Cola became the standard, but you could still use Pepsi-Cola. You could use Mexican Cola, uh, and there's other variants. Some places... Uh, if you 
can't get a hold of U.S. export Coca-Cola. Some places use Moxie. One of my favorite sodas, actually. It has a lot of bitter flavors to it. It dries out your mouth. Another one, Dr. Pepper and Captain Morgan, specifically spiced rum, seems to work well with Dr. Pepper. Again, that variant on a cola-flavored soda and a rum. Now, the lime is a question. It is in Cuba, traditionally included. Up north, if you order a rum and coke, you're going to get a rum and coke. But if you go down south, if you order a rum and coke, you'll usually get a slice of lime on the side. In my opinion, it's really adds so much to it, even if it's just as a garnish, because you can squeeze it in there, get the oils. And there's a couple other extensions you can add things to a basic rum and coke. Uh, elaborate variants. If you use an aged anejo rum, uh, it turns into a cubata. You can change up the flavor profile significantly simply by adding a couple dashes of aromatic bitters, something like an Angostura or Peixote's bitters, adds such a different level of spice to what you got going on. Then, of course, you can avoid the whole question of rum altogether. Swap out your entire base spirit. Bourbon and Coke. Gin and Coke, if you wanted to. And it opens up all these possibilities. But sometimes it's really nice just to get back to a classic white rum, Coca-Cola with a twist of lime. Try it this weekend. Do some experimenting. You might find a variant you like. So until next time, for 5 O'Clock Tales, this is Ben Willis on Hannah Radio.